0: Good morning and welcome to Two Girls in a Pod. I'm Sharon. I'm Christy. Hope all of you are doing well. Obviously, like I tell you, we sit and have our little conversations and it's getting to be a new year and stuff like that. And you know, people do their New Year's resolutions and kind of goal setting or things like that. So we thought, you know, let's have a podcast on the dreams that we have. And then how do we bring that into reality? We tell little kids when we're talking to them, you know, what is it you want to be when you grow up? You know, and they're all there with, you know, I want to be a princess or a unicorn, mm-hmm. all of those kind of things. Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> oh, really, or a queen, you know, I don't know. Anyway, we really do. We talk to, you know, we ask kids often, you know, what is it you want to be when you grow up? Those kind of things, which I think is interesting because it's almost like a dream is so far in the future.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But we don't ask them, you know, What is it you want this year? It's always, what do you want to be when you grow up? But what about all that time in between? What are all those goals in between that we don't, or those dreams in between that we don't talk about? Which is kind of interesting to me. But you know, even one of the things when I do an assessment or an intake on a new client, one of my first questions is, is what is your goal? What is your goal of treatment? What do you want to see different? And oftentimes I'll get, well, I don't want to be, or I don't, I can't do not what what you don't want. I said, tell me what it is that you do want. Getting them to shift their focus. What is it you truly want? And then from there, we can determine what therapeutically they need. But I need to have a goal. I already know what they don't want. I don't want to be depressed. I don't want to be sad. I don't want to be anxious. I don't want to, well, okay, we know that. But what is it you want to be? But so much of the time, I think we talk in those Well, I don't want to be mad all the time, or I don't, we already know that.
1: We talk a lot about what we don't want, but yeah, I think that the important thing is to remember that whatever the dream is, it may be a long-term goal, but understanding and getting a clear picture of what it is that you want will help you in understanding the steps to get to that, because there's steps to get to each goal.
0: And that's what I mean. It's like, even with kids, if your kid really says, I want to be a scientist, you're not going to go put them in gymnastics. Do you know what I mean? To reach that goal. Yeah. No. I mean, they'll be a flexible scientist. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that might be important. I don't know. Guess <laughs> uh, it depends on the science and, you know, whatever. But, but that's what I mean. I think it's important for everybody to dream. Sometimes I tell people, dream the impossible. Because if we can dream it, then there's a good chance that it can happen. But I think sometimes people are afraid of dreaming the impossible because they'll say, well, I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I can't sing well enough. I can't dance well enough. I can't, I can't, I can't, you know. And then I think that, once again, shifts that dream completely.
1: So long as you continue to program your mind with that, that you can't, you won't. And it also prevents you from trying and taking those steps that you should because you, if you think something is possible, if there's a will, then there is a way, you know what I mean?
0: And I tell people, you know, one of the things is, is it starts with a thought, with an idea. Yeah. We love technology and we love reading about the advancements in all kinds of, all areas of science and medicine and all of that and environmental stuff. It doesn't matter. We just love it and we talk about it. But all of those things started with an idea. A thought. That's it.
1: And they didn't know if it was possible. But they had the idea and it led them to the right place, to the right opportunities and to the right people to make things happen.
0: And I think that's what it is. So when we talk about, you know, sitting down and thinking to yourself, what are my dreams? What is it I want to do? We're always becoming. That's part of life's journey, is we're always in this state of movement even though when people think that they're stuck there's still movement somewhere within their life whatever that is. And so I think that when we look at dreams and once again it starts when kids are little we talk about what is it what do you dream of being what do you want to be you know all these things those are dreams but then that that question may make the child then think what do I want to be? Once again if they want to be a unicorn, you know I guess it is what it is. But and not taking that away and seeing, not that we're going to make him a unicorn, but you know, you know, whatever. But what I'm saying is not saying that, well, you know, honey, that's not even possible. Yeah. It might be, wow, you want to be a unicorn? That's great. What else would you want to be? Do you see what I mean? So letting them know there's so many, you can dream multiple dreams.
1: Well, yeah. And I think that even, you know, having that idea, there's nothing wrong with using the imagination and that kind of thing. In fact, I feel like that that will just help them expand on what it is their true goal is as they grow, as they get older. You'll make them help them to understand what it is they do want to do when they grow up. Using the imagination is is a great tool.
0: I think so. You know, I always think of you know when I always think of uh, the movie Avatar. The imagination he had—that's created in somebody's mind—and then from that whatever that thought is, books, you know, when you read books, that's somebody's creative mind, that's their imagination. And then they put it onto paper, they put it onto the screen or music. And then we all get to see this vision that somebody else has this creation in their mind.
1: Yeah.
0: So we can, so we have the ability to think something and then put it into this reality. You know what I mean? And I think that is like, what is so amazing so you're right. It starts with imagination. Imagine it. Think about it. All of those things that are really, really important. And I think that is really what the the cool thing is, isn't that? And people thinking, well, that would be nice. I just have to dream it and think it. Not exactly.
1: <laughs> it's not <laughs> implying that there's no work involved or that. But visualization is a great tool to getting to where you want to be. I mean... I remember a time where that we were unemployed and visualizing the future, what, how we wanted things to look and how we wanted it to be different. And it works. I feel like, you know, I mean, our, we knew that that situation was temporary. Mm -hmm. And as all situations are, I think it's being active in your mind of having forward motion.
0: And I think that's true. You know, I, I took a, when I was in college, I would take just fun classes. But So I was in a sociology class one day, and I remember we are talking, and we see this vignette of this guy, and he's a young gentleman in somewhere in the South, Appalachian area, I don't know. Anyway, his dream is college and having a job with an office. That was his dream. So it shows a vignette, and he talks about his dream, he talks about it, and talks about it, and he tells everybody that and everything, and the professor pauses it, and he says to the class, everybody in here who thinks he reaches that green, raise your hand. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm thinking. <laughs> and I look around, people are raising their hands, and I'm sitting there, and I don't raise my hand. And then he asked me, he goes, why didn't you raise your hand? I said, because nowhere in there did he talk about Anybody, he didn't talk about a role model. He didn't talk about school. I said, I didn't see the bridge. So he plays the rest of the vignette. He gets a girl pregnant when he's uh, 17 or 18 and he's working in the tire shop. The thing is, is that part of the thing, when we talk about people in their dreams and we're listening, how do we get to help even sometimes bridge that? Because having the dream we still need, like you said, it's, it's not just a matter of us dreaming it and thinking it, but what do we do actively to get to that goal? And in his case, he never talked about going to the counselor. He never talked about taking classes at school that would help with that. He had a dream, but he didn't have any of the means. He didn't have the bridge. Yeah. And so the dream, I think, is the, the first piece of it. The rest of it is seeing those opportunities seizing them when you see them hooking up networking you know if you're a parent and your child shows an interest in this then how do you help them build that because maybe that interest is only for a year but who cares that year they get to live the dream do you see what i mean the dream is not something and i think that we have little dreams and then we have big dreams and sometimes they come together all of those kind of things but th- but we have to have that bridge that, teachers are good about that
1: and that's why I say having a clear vision of, of what it is that you want but then as you do that you want to learn more about what it is that you you want so you want to be able to like say you want to be a professional I don't know tennis player anything You've got to develop the craft to do that. And maybe you start getting into whatever it is and you realize maybe this isn't something I really want. That's why I think it's important to really look at it and get an understanding of what all it entails to actually get to that goal. And then it helps you have a clear picture of what your dream truly is. And I think that's what it is. I think it's little building blocks. Right. It's once
0: again, one block leads to the next block. And I always tell that to the kids that I'm working with. Oh, I hate school. I don't even, I don't understand why I need to learn it. And I'll say, baby, what is your goal? Well, I want to do this. Okay, understand school is just a building block. It's just a building block. Now I tell, and you know, some kids struggle with grades. I get it. Some kids are really good at math. Some kids are really good at English. Some kids, But they're not good at everything. And I always tell, you know, even when I talk with parents, if they're upset because their kid has a D in this class, I'm there. But look at the other great. He or she has this. I said, this isn't their strong suit. So we push the piece that they really are good at and understand, okay, if if a D is the best that they're doing and it truly is their best, we can ask no more from them. But now if my focus shifts to the D, then now I've shifted even maybe their goal. Do you see what I mean? So we can inadvertently do that. You know, I talked about teachers. Teachers are with kids so much of the time. And, you know, I see some of these. I, I worked in schools for uh, with mental health for a long while. <laughs> but it, in some ways, it was just this really eye-opening thing because I would see those teachers who would engage and you would just see the kids just love them. and And it's because these teachers believed in them and, and, you know, when I would talk to kids and, you know, they would always talk to me about their favorite teachers. And I would ask them, why is this teacher your favorite teacher? I feel like they care. They believe in me. And that helps me to believe in myself. So my hat goes off to teachers. They really identify those kids. And sometimes teachers would even come and say, you know, this kid's really good in this. We sh- maybe we should get, kind of move them towards that so that they can, let's see if what they can do with it. So those are important things. You know, do you look back on your school and say, do you have those teachers you can pick out and say, yep? Mm -hmm." Yeah,
1: I definitely have ones that I feel like really put in more time and really encouraged me and made me believe in myself. I had an English teacher that was really, she was really great with me. I was really quiet in class and, but she saw a skill in me in my, through my writing that, you know, and she really encouraged me. Who, who was that teacher? That was in high school, Miss Kaler. Okay. So then a shout out to Miss Kaler, man. <laughs> no,
0: seriously. You know, and I sit there and I think to myself, I felt like for me growing up and, and the teachers and I sit there and think about them um, and just that thing of seeing something in students. And for me, oh man, there's, there were a few of them that I just really thought, you know, just did amazing work with me. Um, but I feel like anybody
1: that works as a teacher, that's, (laughs) they have a gift because I feel like, you know, you have to be patient (laughs) to work with kids.
0: Oh, yes. But, you know, for me, Sherry was, she was an English teacher. Then she went on to be uh, the school counselor and stuff like that. And just, I think, just really had a positive impact, I think, on a lot of the students. I think she really was able to see and, and, uh, and, help some students navigate that. So I thought that was really cool. You know, when I was in the schools, see the different teachers and and just the different staff and and not just the teachers, but the staff, you know, that, you know, it could be anywhere from the front, the secretaries in front to the principals, to the the security, at-risk coordinator, all of those things, you know, I was fortunate. I got to work in uh, center schools, which was my primary school A shout out to Tim Hottamil because, you know, he worked in that school. He really loved those kids and, and they knew it. They respected him. He could be hard, but at the end of the day, they knew he was genuine. We worked really hard at that school because we really believed in a lot of those students. We believed in all of the students, really. But that became something we talked about often. Then he moves to Springs and he's still working with kids. He's still, you know, doing security and stuff like that because there's that passion. His wife, same thing, uh, worked with kids, you know. When you work with those kids that are higher risk and stuff like that, it's amazing.
1: And they're definitely supportive of these kids and their dreams. I see that, you know, with them, different kids that they've stayed in touch with that, you know, are working towards their goals. And they really encourage them. I see that.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, even after they graduate and stuff, they, you know, you get to see little glimpses of their life, you know, thanks to social media. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, one of the other ones, and, you know, I, oh, God, we give each other a hard time. But, you know, I really, uh, I really do admire her. And I, I do really respect her as Diana Rice. She's the librarian. Uh, she was at center schools and then went on to sergeant schools. But you can truly Truly, see her connection with kids and her encouraging them, and just that total involvement that she has with those kids. And you, you see it. She's known as Bob. <laughs> 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 uh, that's what they call her, Bob. But those are the people who are help. They're the they're helping those. Stepping stones those br- to build that bridge and it starts with that belief. It starts in the home first mm-hmm. Your family. How do they believe in you? How do they encourage you? How do they do that and if you don't get it and if you get that in the home and then you get it in your schools And then with coaches if that's what you're doing and those are those building blocks We're talking about those kids who have those dreams
1: And and I feel like anytime that you can encourage anything like that and in, in a child you're really doing a positive by doing that because I mean kids they grow up believing all of the boundaries and things that we put on them like you know there's things that you gotta do and and you know they people will talk about having a job or things like that and those things are important understanding how and you know it all fits in together but realizing that whatever their dream is is important too and any anytime that you can encourage that I think that that that's really good
0: I do too, and you know, I think that that's one of the things, you know, you talked earlier, you know, one of the things is, is for us, when we started this 20 plus years ago, (laughs) the goal was to, to have our own business, to eventually do private practice. But you know, the cool thing is, is I'm so appreciate all of those, that bridge, those pieces to that bridge that helped us to get where we are. And along the way, I have such gratitude. Colorado State University is where I have my uh, B.S. from Adams State University is my master's. The people who were involved in that whole bit of it, the friends who helped and encouraged my family, who encouraged me, my parents who who knew that they believed their children could do whatever they wanted to do. I never heard my parents sit there and say, no, you can't do that. That's outside your league. No, never. You know what I mean? So really felt that support, you know, and then. San Luis Valley Mental Health to give me that opportunity for my internships and then on into hiring me and working for
1: them and then moving on to the military family life
0: counseling. All of
1: those things were stepping stones and I think one of the things that was really cool for you and I know it was difficult at the time was you know, when you were working for mental health how much exposure you got to different things. So you, that just made you so much more, you know, I guess you could say marketable, really. (laughs) But like, you just had, you got experience in so many different avenues that it's just, it's been a blessing, I think, for you to be able to help more people because you were exposed to so many different kinds of therapy, different things that you dealt with, so... You know, absolutely.
0: You know, I, I sit back and I think of my, this career that I've had, which I've been really blessed with. And I think sometimes you don't even know what your dream is until it kind of, once again, all the other experiences I had working with my brother's company, with my sisters uh, and my family, that was huge because it, it, once again, was that worth ethic and all of those things that once again, build into that, you know, and you're right. When I went to mental health, they provided me with so many um, trainings from play therapy to I mean, family systems, you name it, I, I got it. And, and you're right, you know, when people come into my office, you know, and I, we're talking about what, it, what is it I've done and, you know, all those things, I think that that also helps them. You're right. It's just multiple things that, you know, once again, those building blocks, that one, each piece goes into
1: that bridge. All of those things work together, even, you know, like you said, working with your brother, you know, and building that work ethic All of that works together to make that dream bring it into fruition. I like you said, our goal was about the private practice, and here we are. We've been doing that for like seven years, something like that. Yes, and it's been really rewarding. I mean,
0: and I think even you know, after the military family life counselor, I went to a family harbor, and even that experience because I got to meet other clinicians. And you know, I, I'm so grateful because, you know, I still get to work with those clinicians, Heather Campbell, Sylvia Schreiberger, Kathy Grundlin, Kathy Weber. So we form this we have this unit that really helps us to be successful too, because we can bounce ideas off of each other and we can, and there's still that thing and we're all in private practice, so we all have that commonality. We encourage each other and once again just that building block that helps to sustain that dream, that goal. Exactly.
1: And that really was a bridge for you to go into private practice because then you were able to build up, you know, the time that you, that you spent there. You built up uh, rapport with people. It was a network of people that you, you know, could refer to, those kinds of things. So it was, it was a good experience, I think.
0: Well, and I think that's what it is. But once again, having the dream or goal, whichever one you want to call it, having the dream, the goal, and then being able to recognize those opportunities And being able to understand that we have to have a clear vision. And that's what I think you're saying is to think, imagine it, keep that focus, that picture, because the picture then helps you know the end, but it also helps you to see the opportunities to get to the end.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Which I think, to me, I always tell people, that's the beauty of it is that if you you think anything, oh man, this is my goal. And then it changes, that's okay. It is okay. Cause we change. Yeah. Goals change as we morph. Yeah. One of the reasons for us private practice was so important is because our goal is travel. Okay. The business is a goal, but then we still have goals. We still have dreams. We have so many vacations in our head.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but that's the nice thing about with the private practice because then we have flexibility in that to make those things happen and So I think that that was always a part of our vision. And that's why it's really important to have that vision and hold it in your mind. I always say to the the people that know what they want from the time that they're young, they're so fortunate, you know, because, you know, from that time what you're truly passionate about. And then there's the people that, you know, you have to go and and, I mean, everybody has to go and experience different things sometimes to, to really know. But I just think that the people that they just know from the time they're young what it is that they want to do, that that is so fortunate for them. Because, you, you know, you've heard that saying that if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. I mean, what a concept, but it's true. I mean, those people that are doing the thing that they're passionate about, that's wonderful.
0: You know, we talk about that because... It's not like I won't get tired because you know the job that I do. there, you know it's a lot of emotional stuff, and but I really do get to do what I love every day. I really do, and and my clients know that. We'll talk about that because when we're talking about those goals, you know, you got, and I'll tell them, you, you got to find what is your passion, not what somebody else's passion. And I think that's where we get into this problem is when people don't listen. So when somebody comes and says, "Oh man, I want to be this." but maybe they're strong-suited something else, and then you, they're like, well, no. I, or this is a great one. I have clients who, they just love art, and they are phenomenal, phenomenal artists. But oftentimes they'll say, well, no. My parents say I can't be an artist because they won't pay for my college if, if I don't do something that is going to make me money and on and on and on. I just think, wow. You know, because their that's not where their passion is. And they'll go and they'll do whatever. They may conform and they may go do that, but they'll always feel a lack of, because that's not their dream. And listening to that dream, I think, is so important. Mm-hmm. I think of a friend of mine from uh, school, and we're still friends today, Suzanne Reed Fine, a phenomenal artist. And I look at her work and I'm just there like, Oh my gosh. She would doodle all the time, all the time. And in fact, it's really interesting. I found some old letters from her and even, because we would correspond through letters. Yeah, back in the day, that's what we did. <laughs> we didn't have text and email and all this other we stuff. You had to write notes. We had to write. <laughs> so it's really funny because I was even, I found them um, uh, after my parents passed away and stuff like that, I, I had gotten some of my stuff and even on those letters, down at the bottom, there's doodles. She always drew something. (laughs) And here today, you know, she's just doing this phenomenal job. Uh, She was inducted into the National Watercolor Society. Just phenomenal. But you see her passion in her work, in her art. So kudos to her keeping that passion with all the other stuff that she did, but holding on to those things. Mm -hmm. So... I'm fortunate and I think everybody if you sit back and you think about those people that you 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 know that are there, like oh my god that was their passion that's what they wanted to do their love of that I think of your cousin Greg because you talked about his passion for
1: yeah from the time we were young he always wanted to be in theater and that he got to do that and I you know I'm so happy that he did I mean he hung on to that dream, and he went through the steps. He he made it happen, and I think that that's amazing.
0: And so it doesn't matter what it is, whether you want to be a scientist or a dancer, or it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's holding on that, doing that job that brings you joy. Because people, if you're gonna do this job for a year to 20 years, good Lord, a year can feel like 20 years. (laughs) And understand, sometimes we have to do those other jobs in order. That's a building block.
1: Yep, it's part of the stepping stone.
0: Yes. If I have to work here in order to get here, that's okay. Because if I view it as a stepping stone, a building block, then I know it's not forever. And I know that it's just one more thing, building that bridge to get to my goal, to get to that dream that I have. And really being able to stay focused on that and understanding that. If it's for a temporary thing, things are temporary. You look at what is it going to get me. So those are the things that we're talking about. How do I get to that other place? How do I and who are those people along the
1: way who can help me,
0: who are willing to help me?
1: How does it benefit you to reach your goal in the long term? And you never know who you're going to meet. That's the thing is that you know if you're really i think holding that vision of what you want i think that you'll be led to the right people to help you make those things happen
0: well i don't even i think led to but i also think it's
1: having an awareness well that's what i mean i yeah, think is having but, the awareness to know when you know
0: yeah it's like you'll be you'll be led on this path and that person might be right in front of you but when you don't have an awareness it's almost like you oh, hi, yeah, you're Christy, what do you do? Well, and not realizing that Christy may be the that link. Yeah. You know, networking. Um,
1: yeah, so always keeping an open mind to, you know, where this path might lead, even though it doesn't look like the job of your dreams or whatever it is.
0: Well, and I find it interesting, too, because I've also had those clients who, or or just people in my life who, you know, they're on this path and they think, this is what I want to do, this is what I want to do, this is what I want to do. And then they meet somebody and they hear this idea or something, they're thinking, oh my God, I thought about that. And then, you know, now this conversation starts and now from this conversation grows this idea and from this idea grows this business or grows whatever it is.
1: I love reading about articles about like some of the new business startups that have happened here um, in our city. Springs growing a lot and it's so interesting to me to hear the stories of some of these people, where they come from, how they got their start, how they brought this dream to fruition of their their business or, or whatever. It's it's fascinating to me. And
0: once again it all started with an idea and a thought. Exactly. So in order to help dreams become reality, it takes a lot. It takes Not just the individual's dreams, but all of those things in between. Having that appreciation and that gratitude for all those people and all those jobs or whatever it is Mm -hmm. that helped you to get there. Because each one is still that building block. And I think that if we can shift our thinking to understand that, shift our thinking to, okay, well, you know, when people sit there, well, I just gotta get a job so I can pay my rent and, you know, pay my bills and, you know, and that's all fine and good. But if we get bogged down with this is life, this is all there is, then pretty soon y'all are going to be in my office. (laughs) (laughs) need to make an appointment. (laughs) Because that starts to build. And, and, And once again, it's because I think the thing is, is as we become adults, we forget how sometimes to imagine. And, you know, one of the things I love, I really loved about my job was doing play therapy because I loved listening to the ideas of kids. I loved watching them play. I loved that imagination. And I just thought that was so great. And your brother gave me a great compliment one day when he told me that I played like, a kid. you know, we were talking. And <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to me, that stuff, I'm so grateful. I think that being a play therapist and working with kids all these years has really been uh, something that has helped keep that with me. You know, we have kids over, we're doing something. I can very quickly switch into that and do that pretend play and stuff like that how do you do with that honey
1: not as good <laughs> not as good no I mean I think that it might be a little better than it used to be but I just I don't know like it's like you forget as you get older you know what it's like to be a kid and you know all the stuff that they just
0: that imagination <laughs>
1: yeah their
0: imagination uh, one of my clients oh, we were talking this week about or last week about Christmas gifts and the older son, she goes, well, we got the younger son. The older son, though, he wanted a dinosaur you could ride that was a hover. I don't even know. And she goes, we can't get that. It's all in his head. That <laughs> but in sense. his head, it exists somewhere. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? If I imagine in his head, it's thinking, if, it's, if I can see it, then it has to be somewhere out there. And that's the beauty of that imagination. You know, it's like, I don't know. Mom, go find it. <laughs> I told you what I want, now go get it. Because they, they, that is the beauty of it. And you know, when I would do um, play therapy, I always found this very interesting how many adults would say, I don't know how to play. And i will be like, what do you mean you don't know how to play? But I learned very quickly, adults didn't know how to play. And so I would tell them, let the child lead the thing. And then pretty soon the kids leading it, but then pretty soon the parents there, and I loved when we did the army men and stuff like that, the parent lining all their army, strategically, and little kids just throwing theirs in a pile and, you know, doing this and going and knocking the parents down. and <laughs> The parents getting angry. They're like, what are you doing? This is pretend. This is play. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. nothing real about this. Mm-hmm. Or I build towers and stuff like that. So I build up the tower and I swear just when I'm about to put that last piece on, they'll come kick it down. Mm-hmm. I start building again. Kick it down. And the parent asks me one day, she goes, doesn't that just aggravate you? And isn't it making, you, it was making her angry. And I'm there like, why? I said, if you break it, you just build it. You break it, you build it. Yeah. I said, there's no harm, no foul. So for me, I don't, and once again, another reason I'm so grateful for the job that I did and that I've done, I no longer am seeing kids. I can't be a jungle gym anymore. <laughs> That's sitting on the floor and getting up and sitting on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because in some ways I miss it because that was part of that dream. It was part of those stepping stones, but also understanding that that dream has morphed and changed a little bit and, and being able to change with your dream, understanding that dreams are not written in stone. So if you, sometimes you dream and you meet that, then dream
1: again, Mm -hmm. have 15 dreams. It doesn't matter. It's never too late to to start a new goal.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And it's so funny because, and and if you've noticed, we're using this, these interchangeably dream and goal, because some people think dream is something magical. So therefore, well, if it's magical, so if I use the word goal, they'll say, oh, yeah, I can do that. Mm -hmm. It's all the same thing, but it's wherever that comfort level is.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think sometimes too, people get the idea or impression that like if once you reach your dream or whatever, like it, like it's a like it's an end point or whatever, but that's not necessarily where it stops. You just, you know, you reach one goal and then you continue to dream of something else and, and you go through the steps, but being aware so that you can make the, the next step happen.
0: You know, one of the questions I'll ask sometimes in, in uh, sessions is I'll say, if we lived in an ideal world where ideally it could be whatever it is that you wanted it to be, what would your world look like? They'll say, what? You know, there's no limits to what that can look like. What would your world look like? And that takes them into imagination without them realizing it. Well, I'd have this, this, and this. And then, I, and then from there I can say, okay, but how do we get there? Mm-hmm. Well, it's just a dream. It's just a fantasy. It can't happen. I said, but what if we could build, what if we could find those steps and the, the people or the things to get you there? And then it makes them start thinking. Wait, what do you mean this is kind of possible what are you what are you saying and then it does it then then they can shift their focus to what's not happening to what is the potential to happen Mm -hmm. and so i think that is such a big thing of how do we help a dream become a reality how do we help these children who because it should start there in the parenting class i used to teach strengthening families that was one of the things asking your children, what are your dreams? What do you want to be? What do you want to do? Because that starts a dialogue. And then as a parent, you get an idea. Oh, geez, they want to be a doctor. Why do you want to be a doctor? Or why do you want to be a nurse? Or why do you want to be a unicorn? Because they're magical and they can do things. So you know now they want to do things. So those little things, those little details become those things that you can then help build on. So You know, I guess for us, you know, and this is one of the things is we really do believe in dreaming. We really do believe in goal setting. We really do believe that we can do those things that we want to do in life. But we talk about them often, too.
1: And it starts from where you are, because maybe you didn't have that encouragement when you were younger about, you know, your dreams or goals or things like that. But you can start from today. It's what you do moving forward. That's a really good point, because... Dreams
0: can happen at any moment. And sometimes, you know, people who are older, well, I've already retired, I can't do anything. What would you do if you had the ideal job? Well, I just want to go hang out with people and do this for this, then find a volunteer job that does that. Do it. It doesn't matter. That's the whole thing is it's being able to understand that dreams are happening every moment and we have the potential to dream every moment. But then talk about those dreams, because we do that a lot. Yes. You know, we really do. We talk about those dreams that we have. We talk about what it is we want to do. All of those things. Mm-hmm. You know, and we set many, many dreams.
1: Yes. <laughs> and it may feel like make-believe, but even the feeling that it creates inside you is, it's good and it's inspiring. And I that's why I think it's really important to talk about those dreams. So... You know, and I mean hopefully you have somebody to talk to to about those things. But even if you don't, I remember when I was younger writing. I wrote a lot about the things I wanted to do and see and go and it just I and I think because of that, I mean I don't know. I, I feel like that I'm we made those things ha some of those things happen. Some of the things that I wrote about like even going to visit Paris than that. And I've done that now. I am so grateful that I had that opportunity, but I envisioned that when I was younger and I did write about it. Well,
0: I think it's interesting too, because we'll talk about this if we're watching a program or something and they'll show someplace and we will be like, oh my God, it's hard to believe we've been there. Yeah. Because it it, it brings it, it, once again, it wraps it right back into that reality. It was something we dreamed and we made it real and, 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 and then we can see that play out in other areas and things like that. So you're right, writing down dreams, writing down those things down, and then you know, you get to go back or you get to think back on it and say, Oh my god, I remember when I wrote I wanted to see Paris and I can drag that off my list kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. You know, when I think of our friend Sandra, we talk about her on here. Uh hers is travel. Mm-hmm. You can almost feel the shift in her if, you know, if something, but you start talking to her about, okay, and books, but her two passions. (laughs) But if you start talking about travel and if if she's planning her next vacation or she has it planned, that becomes that thing. So no matter what she's doing, she knows she has that, that dream, that goal is already set. So, because you talked about the feeling that it creates. Yes. And you can almost feel that in her.
1: <laughs> well, you feel that excitement. And I yes. think that in doing that, you can build on it and have it reach to many different things.
0: Absolutely. You know, and I think I was thinking of our friend Tammy, you know, she just, she she loves the outdoors, you know, the the quiet of country and all that. And so happy for her. That's a dream that she has had and, and that's coming together for them and just so happy for her. Just so, so happy because that is her goal. And I tell people, the problem that we have sometimes is that if somebody has a goal and it's not something we like or something, we might not show the enthusiasm we should. But remembering it's not our goal. So whatever that goal is, show enthusiasm for that for that other person. That matters. That's that building block too because that tells them, oh my God, this can really happen because it's being that cheerleader on the side. That's what teachers are. Getting back to teachers. That's what they're doing. They're cheerleading. They're 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 doing that thing. They're helping you to believe those kind of things. Yeah. So all of those things are so important. Those are all those building blocks. And with the new year coming and resolutions or whatever you want to call them, maybe we should call it the year of dreams. Because it's it's dreaming. Dream small, dream big. Have them in the middle, just little dreams everywhere. And have more awareness to them. Have thought to them so that when you, those opportunities do present themselves, you will see them. But if I'm stuck in a rut, if I'm stuck thinking, oh, my God, same stuff, different day. we talked about that with mundane Monday. That That's, oh, yeah, same thing every day. Go to see the same people. We're not aware of the other opportunities around us because in those instances, we're not dreaming. We're just existing. And life really is about living. It's yeah. about experiencing. It's about helping others to experience
1: and i think dreaming is what helps get get gets us there it gets us to where we are truly living and experiencing our lives the way that it should be
0: and i think you know and, and you know we talked about having that passion i truly have a passion for mental health work it is it is a passion i have it is something that is so important to me, not just because of the job I do, but because of understanding that people with mental illness, they have goals, they have dreams they want to aspire to. They just have some little hurdles we have to help them get through. And I'm always so appreciative of being on that journey with them to help them through this. But even above that, when I see young therapists coming in, I have a desire to help them be successful. I do not compete in that way. I'm there like, hey, if I can get your resource, you know, when Kathy G came on, I told her the same thing. I said, no, you don't have to worry because we're going to be there. We're going to be there to help you. We want you to be successful. And that's that other piece is stepping outside of ourselves and helping other people reach their dream because it is not a competition. Even if it's in the same profession, it is not a competition.
1: It's truly about, you know, everyone is winning when, you know, others are successful in their goals and that, so. Absolutely.
0: If money is your thing, you know, when people win the, the Powerballs, we're just so grateful and just so happy for them. Yeah. I mean, those are the things we're talking about because that's part of that building those bridges. Because when we encourage others in their dreams, that is going to come back on us and help us with our dreams. But when we have that negative or we don't want them to succeed because somehow it's a reflection on all those other things, we take away from our own dream building. And that is not helpful to anybody involved. So it's about encouraging others, helping to be those little stepping stones to build that bridge for those other people to reach those goals. So maybe it's not only just the year of dreams, but it's the year of helping others reach their dreams because we can all be active participants in that. And sometimes we're a participant and don't even know it.
1: And it can be on a really small scale or a big scale. I mean, I, you know, we have attended concerts here and stuff for friends that performers and when they're being successful and and all that, I am so happy for them and any way that we can encourage that or, you know, whether it even just be, sharing something of theirs on on social media or that just because anytime that they get exposure it helps them to be more successful so I just feel like that anytime that you can do anything like that that's helping somebody reach their goals their dreams and and I think that's important I always think of you know when the kids come
0: around because they're selling something <laughs> why are you selling it? well because I want to win this whatever the prize is That's their mini goal. So we're buying chocolate bars and Girl Scouts. We're buying those things that we don't even eat. But it doesn't matter. Because it means that we're helping that person meet that goal, that dream. No matter how big or how small it is. So those are the things we can do. When you say we can do big things, little things, it doesn't matter. It's truly just helping and and people knowing that people are there supporting them. That support is so important for the development of dreams. So everybody out there, dream a little dream a little dream, dream a big dream, you know, be a unicorn. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And then in dreaming, let's all do our part to help others reach those dreams and those goals because a dream is a thought, a thought that goes into imagination. And then everything that's talked about and all of that brings that dream to reality.
1: Yeah.
0: So with the new year starting, You know, I know that that's something that we'll work on and, you know, do our best to help those that we can to reach those dreams and, you know, we appreciate everybody who's helped us along our journey to our dreams and and been, been part of that bridge. It really is an amazing journey and when you have those dreams, it just becomes even more amazing. And sometimes people think it's getting to the dream, but sometimes it's the journey to the dream that is also so so fulfilling just enriches your life yes so remember to have those gratitude statements for all those people and all those organizations or whatever that helped you get to the place that you are because those things are so so important
1: and don't be afraid to dream big because even though you can't maybe don't see the whole staircase you just need to see the next step and that's okay absolutely so of course,
0: uh, the holidays fall on uh, so the next two weekends. So we will actually be back after the first of the year. So you know we look forward to getting back on and then finding some other topic to talk about life's journey and everything in between because that's what dreams are. it's everything in between and it's the journey that we're on. So we are looking forward to that to a new year of podcasting. We're very grateful for the podcast and for every single person who listens. Such gratitude for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So everybody, have a really great holiday and a happy new year. And we look forward to the next year. Yep. Bye. Bye.